I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey guys, it's Kat and just Kat because JJ is not here, which is super sad, but he is tending to some very nerdy school and work stuff and we will hear yeah. him again soon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're sad that JJ can't be here, but we will do our best to be super skeptical, JJ, and talk about the ear vibrations that make us hear ghosts. On this episode, we are excited to bring on Megan. I saw Megan's TikToks. She is a medium, but not just your ordinary average medium. Not that anybody that claims to talk to ghosts are ordinary and average, but she has a pretty interesting view on the paranormal and kind of how she communicates with the dead and also how other people claim they communicate with the dead. So Megan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I am different in the fact that I'm an evidential medium and mediumship should always be evidential in my opinion, but that is not the standard, at least here in the United States so much. Really? Can you kind yeah. of explain evidential and what that yeah. means? 
So evidential means that I should be able to bring forward information without you telling me anything prior about you or your loved ones, anything like that, that you can validate and say, yes, I understand this. This is specific about the people that are coming through. Um, and then you'll be able to say, yeah, I understand. So that is the evidence part of it. So there's no way that I could know. It's not stuff that's like written online and that sort of thing, which, you know, is for me as a medium, I don't want to know anything about the people I work with at all um, because there's, I don't want to move into my mind. So the, as a medium, you have to move away from your mind. You have to move into this more altered space of awareness where you're able to pick up on the spirit people that are present. Um, and to do that, you have to not know anything. You don't, you don't want to know. So it's actually harder to do readings for people that you're really close with because you have to work even harder to get out of the way. Right. Cause you know so much about them already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Megan, before we jump into your life and everything that you've done, I do have one question that we always like to find out from our guests on a scale from zero to 10, zero, meaning you don't believe in ghosts and the supernatural at all. And 10, meaning they're absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale? 11. 11. <laughs> because I know it. I know it. It's not even, I believe it. I know it. Um, through all my experiences, not only as a medium myself, but through other mediums and that sort of thing. Um, so there's zero question in my mind about any of it. At what age did you kind of start realizing that you had a gift or you knew how to do this? Through my whole life, I had psychic experiences, which are slightly different than having awareness of spirit. Um, I was told that when I was very small, I had conversations with my dead great grandmother that I didn't know before. Um, I came into this world. Um, so, but I don't have a recollection of that. I didn't actually become a medium until I was in my early thirties. So there was something that kind of happened, a switch with me that made me, I don't know if it was, I had a bunch of people die in my life or what, what exactly the reasoning why that that was the time to start kind of having this unfoldment happen. But I ended up uh, being told by another medium, Hey, I think you're a medium. Here's a development circle. Go check this out. Um, and it just, I don't know, it just all kind of clicked and worked. And that first night that I went for my development circle, I connected with uh, uh, somebody that was in spirit. I could feel that it was a man's present. I could feel things that were happening. He showed me images and, and I was able to connect him with the right person. Um, and it just changed my life. And I like dove headfirst into development and training as a medium. Uh, I was very, very dedicated to when I had that period of my life. So it takes several years to be trained as a medium before you're at a level where you should be working with the public, uh, there should be a high level of quality and um, continuity in your work. Um, and again, evidence that comes forward. So um, yeah, that's pretty much what happened with me. And it literally was like, from that first night on, I was like, this is what I'm doing. And everything else made sense. You know, from the rest of my life, everything was like, aha, okay, this all makes sense now. <laughs> kind of found place. Yeah. So what, what is it about what you do that made you go, this is what I'm doing the rest of my life? Like, was there something else you were studying or trying to do with your life? And you were like, this is yeah. it. So I'm, so it's not that to say like, this is only the only thing that I do. Um, so my first profession is a hairstylist. Um, I don't work in the salon anymore, but also I'm a professional photographer. So I still do that, but this is my life has shifted much more into the focus of doing mediumship professionally, doing this, uh, you know, this is how I fill my time besides being a mother and a wife. Um, what, the reason why is because it's incredibly fulfilling to get to offer this sort of um, service to people, you know, to get to offer healing, to get to offer evidence, 
Um, having an experience with somebody that is good at this can change your life. It can change the way you believe. It can change the way you live your life. It can change, it can take away the fear of death. All of these things are why I do this. Um, and I love the spirit world. I very much love the spirit world and I love being able to, um, bring their awareness to those here. That's awesome. You know, you said, uh, after you explained evidential being an evidential medium, that the first thing that came to my head is that's like the number one thing that people claim against mediums is like, oh, well, they probably research them or Facebook stalk them and all this stuff. And I'm like, first off, what that would take forever. And you can't write that much information from Facebook. Um, so, and then to me, if I, if not, I'm not that I feel like I have this gift, but in my head, I'm like, if I'm ever going to be, if I ever was going to be a medium, like that would be the scariest part for me is meeting strangers and being like, is this right about you? You know what I mean? So that's so amazing because you're really putting yourself out there, social media and interviews and all that stuff. And, and cause that's what, that, that's what you're most confident in. And I, I think that's so awesome. I just want to know what that feels like, you know? (laughs) Well, first I want to say everyone has the potential for some ability for mediumship because we are souls, right? We're spirit souls. We're living a temporary physical existence that then continues on. And so that is why this is soul to soul communication, right? We think people here that are not aware of this, they think, oh, this is it. This is all these things I can touch. That's all that there is. Um, And there's more beyond that. And science proves that every day there's, you know, quantum physics. There's so many things that they're talking about with consciousness, right? There's so much evidence from, you know, near death experiences or through, you know, I don't know if you guys saw the documentary surviving death on Netflix at all, Mm -hmm. but you should watch that if you haven't. We keep being told to watch it and I watch it. (laughs) There's a lot of really good evidence here, you know, that they, the mediumship portion, not that strong to be perfectly honest. Um, (laughs) But I'm just saying the other stuff I, 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 would say is is really good. Uh, But everyone has this potential to have this connection. Now, whether that means you're going to develop like me to then work and do this for other people is a whole nother story. But I'm sure you've had talked to many people that have had experiences with their own loved ones who've passed on or whatever that connection is, because that's always there because our connection to them is through love. And so they're actually even closer to us after they pass than they were here. And they have an understanding of how their actions affected us. And so it's very, it's, you know, like I said, it's a very special thing. It's a very special thing to have the awareness that I have, uh, not to say that it's special in the fact that like no one else can do it, but more so it's just special to have this awareness of it, you know? And so the soul connection, and I totally love that idea, of course. And I feel like I'm more leaning towards that idea than like thinking that it's just like ghosts coming in and spooking us. I, I definitely like for a focus more on like the energy and soul kind of aspect of it. But does that mean that like, we've all had these connections and before, like, how come we can't like remember a time before we were in this physical body as like souls connecting somewhere? Yeah. So there's a really good reason for that. And that's because it'd be really hard to focus on this life. If you knew all of the things that have already happened before this, it'd be very hard to um, shift out of that. So that's why, that is the way it is it's this veil of forgetfulness but at the same time we have this ability to find ourselves or to find this sort of inner connection through things like meditation and um you know all of the so i like to look at spirituality or the spiritual texts that have come throughout time as 
all of these places lead to the same doorway. You know what I mean? However they fit for you is fine. As long as it leads you to that place of love and connection, that's really what it's about. Um, so, um, yeah. And also I want to say, like, I know that you probably heard people come on here and be like, oh, there's, there's this ghost that's stuck here and there's like earthbound spirits. And like, that is not anything that I have ever experienced as a medium. There's no one that's ever been like, I'm stuck here. Help me. Like that's, that's an ego thing. That's like, like leap, you're not helping people move on. <laughs> right. So here's what I want people to think about. Do we really think that we here physically have more power over the spirit world to be like, oh, we can help them move on, but yet they have an awareness that we don't have, right? We're looking at this from a human perspective where they have a much greater perspective than we do. So it's funny how people are like, oh, we can help them move on to the spirit world. It's like, no, you don't need to help them. They're completely capable of doing what they need to do. Like it has nothing to do with us. Or go ahead. Ken. Sorry, you go ahead, Noah. I'm just like, ooh, I want to talk about all I the can, time. I can tell that you're hot tonight on this. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get a couple words in. Um, so Megan, I'm curious yeah. because we have had other mediums on and mm-hmm. our fan base um, you know, has reached out to mediums that we brought on before. And then sometimes, you know, they'll tell us about their experiences and stuff. But I am curious, and I think our fans would probably benefit from this. What are some telltale signs that they can look for when they are dealing with somebody who claims to be a medium that may indicate that they're not actually a medium yeah okay great this is perfect uh, so um first of all you want to look for has this person had training you know have they gone through development and training that's really really important there shouldn't really be anyone out there working that hasn't had this even if you're a natural born whatever you still need to be trained to do it properly um so that i think is incredibly important obviously look for anybody that's selling you fear saying you have an attachment, uh, you have some sort of evil spirit there that I can take off for you for $200, right? That's a bunch of crap. Um, That is just not a thing. Um, Anybody that is, you know, being very, very vague with the information, you know, just sort of, or, oh, instead of saying, here's the information, they're asking you questions. They shouldn't be doing that. So I was trained is the medium is the one receiving the information. You make statements of what you're receiving. You don't like ask questions because that can be phishing, right? Obviously, even for people that aren't technically phishing and they're just not trained properly, that can very much seem like that. And that can also get you in your head. So you don't want to be asking questions. You want to make statements as a medium. Um, let's see anything where it's like the information that's coming forward should be more than anything that could be easily found out. You know what I mean? It should be like specific things like dates, uh, memories that are shared, um, things about this character of these people, what they did in their lives. You know, these are all things like you can't, you can't get that off of the internet. You know what I mean? Like this is specific things about very personal things that only you would know. You know what I mean? That those are things that you should be looking for. Obviously look for reviews, look for um, recommendations from other people have had good experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause I'm very big on like v- trying to push anybody that's interested in doing this into going into development. It's, it's just so important because you can cause so much harm and hurt people. Even if you're not doing it on purpose, if you don't know what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing this work because you're working with vulnerable people. Um, that can easily be taken advantage of if that's what you want to do. Um, And it's just horrible. It's horrible. And I feel, you know, I've had, I've been taken advantage of by a medium before. Um, And I know what that feels like. And it's horrible. (laughs) Honestly, it's just awful. 
I just get so excited about this topic. I was raised like super Christian, religious and all that stuff. And I went through a lot of, um, you know, I hit college and I was like, why, uh, why am I going through all this? I don't really believe it. And then I started checking out a bunch of different churches and just looking for that like thing that everyone grasped onto. And anyways, years and years later, um, I, I, yeah, I just, I am fascinated by it, by it all. I don't know why I went down that religious road for like a second, but, um, it's hard for me to let it all go. Like, it's really hard for me to be like, I'm an atheist when I just feel like I'm a little more connected somehow. Yeah. But it just, it's so hard for me to, I, I feel like I was so like wounded by all like the Christian guilt and the trauma that kids go through with that, with their like youth groups and stuff. There's so many stories there. So yeah reason why I love this podcast is we hear from so many different types of people and so many stories and, and a lot of them are really similar. Um, but I mm-hmm. love, I love hearing your perspective on it. Cause we, ha- I feel like we've had a big variety of, um, people that are of mediums come on here too. So it's, it's interesting to hear your perspective on it. So. Yeah. Megan, yeah. I'd be curious because you have been trained one, mm-hmm. is there like a mediums guild that you guys like pay dues to? And two, can you walk us through what it was like after you had been trained? And I, I don't know if you remember your first time, but one of your earliest memories of like, oh my gosh, like I, I've got this and I helped this person. And just kind of what that was like for you in your mind's eye, like what you experienced and how you knew that um, this was a legitimate thing that was happening to you and this other person. Right. Okay. So one, I'll say in the United States, we don't have something like you're referring to, but in the UK, they do, uh, where the standard of mediumship is typically higher. Um, So I'm trained UK style um, with that evidence-based stuff that comes from the spiritualist churches. Um, And uh, so no, we don't currently have something in the United States. I would like to, I'm trying to help raise the bar of mediumship. And it's not to say that I'm like at the top, you know what I mean? To be like, I'm the best. It's nothing like that. It's because we're always developing. So even though, yes, I've gone through training and yes, I've gone through that, all of that for years, I don't ever feel like I'm going to be at the place where like, I'm done with that or I'm done developing because I'm developing as a spiritual being as well, besides with my mediumship and working with the spirit world. So I think there's always more there that can happen. Um, so there's that, um, Also, secondly, there's this place in the UK, uh, which is owned by the Spiritualist National Union, that's called um, Arthur Finley College. And so I've studied there, or I go there every year, or I did at least until COVID, uh, where it's sort of like Hogwarts. You go to this amazing English manor house, um, and you stay there, you eat there, you you do mediumship literally all day long, uh, and it's for a full week. And it's, it's very intense, but it's like, it's sort of like the place you'd want to go, you know what I mean? Like as a medium to study, uh, besides having your own like home circles and doing your own development with teachers at home or through the internet. Now we do that. Um, but it's this really amazing place. So I definitely want to put that out there for like people that are looking into any of this sort of thing to look for, you know, mediums that are maybe developed in this manner. Uh, but I hope they have a plaque or something that says something along the lines of it's not the wand, it's the wizard. Um, for <laughs> I wish, I wish they did. Um, but it, it literally feels magical like that. Like it makes me feel like I'm at Hogwarts and I'm there and I love it. Um, but as far as the, readings go I can't remember I can definitely remember my very first reading um I can't really remember that moment where like because people so so it's it's such a heart connection you know you're connected with this person and you're connected with their loved ones coming through and 
there's been so many times where, you know, I make people cry, which I have to kind of ignore and just kind of keep focusing on the spirit person. Um, But they're touched, you know, and they're very thankful for the experience. And just to have that, to know that I'm helping, to know that I'm being of service, that's really what is important to me. Um, You know, and obviously every time I do this, it's brand new. Every single time I sit for somebody and work this in this way, the information that comes through is brand new. It's always surprising. It's always very exciting also, because you just don't know. It's sort of like showing up to a play and you're like, I don't know what the words are going to be, but I know I'm here (laughs) and I'm just going to, I'm just going to follow what's coming. You know, that's all you can do. Um, so yeah. Does it come through to you like with flashes of images or are you hearing, uh, an actual voice talk to you? How does that actually happen for you? So I work with all of my clairs. So meaning I use clairsentience, which is feeling claircognizance, which is just a knowing it's sort of like a gut feeling all of a sudden the information is there. Uh, clairvoyance, which is that seeing in the mind's eye, I work with that also and clairaudience, which is hearing. So I get all of these things and I also get smells. Um, so there's also tasting, you can taste things, but that's very rare. Most of the time it would be more of those other ways that I work. And so what will happen is, is I might get multiple things at a time. So I might have a feeling of the presence of spirit here with me. And then I might start to get feelings from them about the kind of person they were. I might start to get images. I might see an image or feel something at the same time. So it's the, it's the way they give context. So in the spirit world, essentially we give information through Uh, telepathy and feeling so that's essentially what's kind of happening through the clairs as they're um, bringing through information to me yeah i know the last medium we had on she did a version that i had not seen before and kat i'm guessing you hadn't either since we've seen them all together for the most part um where it almost looked like she was doing sign language to us interpreting the hand motions that spirit was doing to her. And Mm. I had never seen that before. Is that something that you're familiar with or have heard of? Her name is Crystal. 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 Okay. Thank you. So I know that when I'm working, sometimes my hands move, you know what I mean? Like it's sort of automatic. And sometimes depending on the person that's coming through, sometimes they did that in life. So there could be mannerisms that you're picking up on or feeling, or they're affecting you because essentially their energy is blending within your energy. That's, that's how this kind of works. And so you might start to become more like them. You might sometimes even have voice things that can happen. It just depends on how deeply you're blending with those in spirit um, and how that's coming through. So no, I can't say that there's like sign language that I can say. Um, I think that's, I would have to, you know, obviously see it to know what I felt was happening there. Right. Do you ever get worried that they won't leave? Do they ever like no. get to evict them or? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's- no, no, not at all. No, they don't stay. So like, they're not attached to you, but they're with you. You know what I mean? They're with each person that they're connected to through, again, through love, through our experiences with them. So there's never ever a time where they stay and hang out with me. Like maybe right after a reading, I'm just sort of talking to them and just saying like, Hey, I hope I did you justice kind of thing. Sometimes I'll feel like a little bit of like a zappy sort of feeling of like, yes, you did good. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like encouraging me and thanking me that sort of thing. But otherwise once I'm done with a reading, I move my awareness back to the regular world, the physical world, and my awareness is now closed to the other world. So for the people that 
that talk about like how their house is haunted, how like doors are opening and drawers are opening and mm -hmm. they wake up to shadow figures. Like how would you explain that, those kind of phenomenons? Sure. So sometimes we have residual hauntings. So that would be kind of like music being impressed to a vinyl record, right? We get this energy that is sort of stuck on the ether in some way for whatever reason. If that's what's happening when it's not intelligent communication. So it's sort of like a recycling of the energy. Sensitive people can pick up on this sort of thing. If they go into a room, they start to feel like, oh, something not quite right here. They can just, they're just kind of picking up on something different. You know what I mean? Uh, when it comes to communication, like EVPs and um, spirit communicating intelligently, that's when we're having an actual spirit presence with us. Um, and most of the time that's through, again, your own loved one or potentially a spirit guide. Most of the time spirit guides don't interact with us in that kind of way, it's different. But the, those that are in spirit with us, they, they want to, you to know that they're there. So sometimes you're asking for signs, you're asking for things. And then when they bring them, it scares you. <laughs> so yeah. you're like asking, please give me a sign, please give me something. And they're like, okay, we'll do that. We'll make it real obvious for you. And then you're like, no, <laughs> this is scary. So right. it's kind of like, it's, I like to help people not be afraid of the spirit world. There's literally nothing in the spirit world that wants to hurt you or get you because this is what people need to know is that the spirit world is always around us, whether or not we're paying attention to them, that's within us, right? Like I said, where I'm working, I'm open to them when I'm not, I'm paying attention to this world. So sensitive people can pick up on this on occasion if they're in the right state of mind or they're very relaxed and that kind of thing. Right. Um, so if, there was something evil and negative in the spirit world knowing that they're there all the time they would be constantly trying to hurt us right they would be constantly doing something to like get us and that's not what happens because that's not what spirit is spirit is love it's here in this world that we have to be you know wary of other people's energies and wary of of all the things that we have to do because of how this world is but when we leave this world we leave that behind um so when people talk about scary experiences it's oftentimes due to things like religion or dogmatic beliefs or cultural beliefs or scary movies or any of these things, because everything we experience goes filtered through our mind. And so if we have these beliefs and we have these fears, it's going to taint anything we experience. So that's why like with mediumship, it's so important that you learn how to move past any of that so that you're not tainting the information that comes through with your own biases, your own beliefs. So I'm curious because we've heard the phrase spirit guide used a couple of times, but I don't mm -hmm. think we've ever done like an actual deep dive into somebody's belief of what that is other than one episode that focused specifically on somebody's spirit guide. I had an incident when I was in my early twenties and I'm trying to remember. So basically I agreed to buy something off Craigslist, you know, uh, and this is before I was like, you know, I was young enough not to be as cautious as I needed to be when doing things. I'll just put it like mm -hmm. that. And it was a good deal, probably too good to be true. And maybe that's what tipped me off. But I had gotten to the point where I was in my car, had the car uh, cranked, and I was about to drive to this location to pick up the item, which was the person's home. And they refused to meet me anywhere else. And they claimed that it was because they didn't have a car. And something deep inside of me told me not to go. It's just like, don't go don't go, don't do this, don't go, don't go. So finally, for whatever reason, I Googled the person's cell phone number. And for some reason that brought up 
like a court document that had their information in it. And I found out that they were under house arrest and they had done, I won't go into specifics, but like, well, they were convicted. So they were, they had done some pretty heinous stuff uh, to somebody that wouldn't have, you know, to like a young person, we'll just say. Yeah, that's what I was getting while you were talking. Oh, well, uh, and and so I didn't go, obviously. Um, yeah. And that's that incident has always struck me odd. I mean, I do think I have a decent intuition and I try to listen to myself, but that has gotten stronger the older I've gotten. Is that an instance where it was just logic working its way into the front of my mind? Or was there really something trying to push me away from having what could have been a life altering experience? So first of all, I think you already know the answer to this. And I think you're trying to come in and make it so that you don't, but you do. And you know, it's a gut feeling, you know, that was like, no, I can't, I'd like, I need to not go. I know that I know it, I can feel it. And there's a difference between our thinking mind and our intuitive things that we receive. Our thinking mind is things we're doing, right? Our intuition comes to us. So that came to you and you felt it strongly and you listened to it in that instance. Not everybody listens to it. And most of the time when they don't, they kick themselves and thank God, why didn't I just listen to that? You know, why didn't I have that? I knew I felt that, or I knew I saw that, or I knew whatever. And people a lot of times don't listen. So I'm so glad that you did, obviously. Um, but so that can be an influence from our guide, but also it could be, you know, just our intuition, that part of us, that, again, we're connected, you know, always connected to the spirit world. Um, but I definitely feel like that could be an influence from our guides. So our guides are pre-arranged essentially before we come into this life. We knew them before we came here. So um, we know who they are, but we don't remember. <laughs> so, but they're people, they're typically people that have either lived previously um, or have some sort of expertise in what we're going to be doing and or similarity, very similar to us so that they can work with us. Most of the time we have um, a male aspect and a female aspect, but the soul technically doesn't have a female or male, but has both, you know? So it's just the expression of what they're either more comfortable with or what we're more comfortable receiving sometimes. So it can be through like an archetype. Um, what's more important than seeing your guide or hearing a name from them or any of that is to actually learn how to feel them. Because when you learn to have the experience of feeling them, that's much more real than if you just you know, cause it's so easy to make pictures up in your mind, right? It's so easy to be like, oh yeah, their name is John or, you know, or like, there's a lot of people that talk about our guides. It's like, oh, they're this great, you know, high up being and it's Jesus or it's whoever. Um, and maybe that's the archetype that comes to them because that's how their mind's able to accept it. But they're beings basically that are there to help us, to guide us, to give us those little insights, you know, that you had. Um, and to also remind us, I think that why we're here and to remind us that we are more than just this physical body and that this is just temporary. Um, like I know for myself, I have a very strong awareness of my guides because of what I do. Um, I know not everybody has that, um, but I, I would just, I would, I wish everybody could have some sort of personal experience because it's one thing to have someone tell you this, right? And it's another to have it for yourself. Um, and I think personal experience with these things is really what I would love to see people learn to cultivate um, and to like have uh, for themselves because it's not even about, oh, I have to prove this to someone else, but it's more like, what's the experience for you and how does that impact you? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I um I I try to listen to my intuition, but 
I don't know. I call it sometimes I feel like my brain is broken where I can meet a group of people and within like, you know, 10 minutes, I can just tell like, oh, those two people are sleeping together and like nobody knows or like just weird stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, about that. Um, not about that. No, it's not always <laughs> that, but I just mean, you know, or yeah. I'll, I'll get a feeling like, oh, this person probably isn't a very good person. And then I find out that yes, there's not uh, a great person. And Kat and I are both, uh, performers in Atlanta. We do improv and acting and different things. And I think because, you know, when the world before the pandemic, we're constantly meeting new people. And not only are we meeting new people, but we may be performing with new people or meeting people after shows. So we're constantly coming in contact with different people's energies. And sometimes it was almost like overwhelming, you know, being just constantly being in new groups of people and, and trying to figure out how to cycle through that information and make the best decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are you um, doing <clears throat> sessions virtually now? Yes, I am. That's how I work um, primarily is through Zoom also, mm-hmm. or through phone. It makes zero difference as far as like the energy and how that works. It doesn't matter if you're in person or not. Energy goes where it's needed. Uh, but I want to come back quickly to, you know, about, about your experiences. No, I just want to, cause like, I can feel that you're an empath. Like, I know that I can feel that I can feel you're very, very sensitive, even though you might not let that on to people. I, I can, I can feel that you have this awareness of like the energies and all of that. Now everyone has intuition. Like you're talking about everyone has that and everyone has this because the energies are always interacting. Right. And so not everybody is in tune with what they're picking up on or paying attention to it, but some people have it a little more clear. Right. Um, but, um, everyone has that it's natural within us. Um, I just know, like for you, I can feel that. And I feel like cat for you, you come into your mind a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? So like, like, I feel like he feels it very deeply. Like I can feel like he knows it, like he feels it. And with you, you have like a, like, I can feel like you have this touch of that, but then your mind's like, no, no. Like there's something that you come in with your mind and like redirect it. Does that make sense? Like I can just feel the way you interact with people is different than the way he does. Yeah, I cut myself off a lot and I'll apologize all the time. And I do that constantly. Well, I feel like I'm better than I used to. See, I just did it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm constantly like, do I trust that gut? Or is that just my, am I not smart enough? Or like what, you know, kind of always questioning myself. That's interesting. My favorite was just once I told Kat, I was like, you're just one of the nicest people I know. And she's like, I am trying to be less nice. Stop I am saying me. I can be mean. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like I have a really... I don't know. I'm working on my relationship with, um, my worth, I guess. Is that like a big way to say it? Like, you know, I'd be the person in class to be like, say the answer and then immediately be like, what's everyone thinking? And then be like, but I don't know at the end of it, like it's Mm -hmm. fine. I don't know. And then everyone would laugh and I'd be like, okay, well, at least they think I'm funny. So I had some, I heard somebody once on a podcast say live life. Like you're the main character of a movie. And that for whatever reason, just changed the way that I started to interact with the world because I was just like, yeah, why am I not trying to navigate my life more? Not necessarily for myself, but you know, like we do have self-worth and and it is important to kind of follow those, uh, I don't know, to follow that path, you know, and get everything you can out of life. Now, I will say I do tend to feel like you only live once. I am really afraid of death. So I think that also funnels a lot of that drive of like, 
you know, I want to have a top podcast. I want to do this acting thing. I want to do, you know, all that stuff. And it probably drives my wife crazy to some degree, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> just saying, Kat, don't doubt yourself. You can, you can, you can do it all. Yeah. I, you're right about, you are the main character, Noah though. So I like that. <laughs> Another well, one I'm good. You guys too, is learn to be your own best friend, learn to be your own best friend, because there's nobody that's going to be able to do what you can for yourself. I feel like during the pandemic, a lot of us are getting to know ourselves a little better too. Definitely. For better or worse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if, um, if this is okay, but can we ask if you like feel anything with us or. Um, (laughs) Well, okay. I just like, there I go again, saying, sorry, y'all, I got to stop. Okay. So, um, cause I feel more like I want to connect psychically more to you than like through mediumship, honestly, because I feel like there's more going on with you in that direction, Kat, but I feel like I want to talk about, um, I do definitely feel like we were talking about as far as that feeling of almost feeling hollow in a way, like I feel it in my stomach, like almost like this feeling of trying to Gosh, it feels like I'm trying to climb a mountain that I don't know quite how to do. Um, and I feel like there's this feeling here of um, finding finding more. Oh, gosh. Okay. So I feel like there's a feeling here of you understand being supported here by your significant other. And like, they're the ones that are pushing you forward. Do you understand that? Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like I need to talk about this as though they're the person you very much lean on. I feel like so there's a sense here of you're just, there's a lot here from your past that I feel very much that you're still trying to. I feel like you hold a lot of guilt. And so there's this feeling here of working through this. I feel very much that there's a need to, um, gosh, okay. There's also a lot of things happening in the family life. So there's a lot of dynamics that you're working on through here as well. Um, I know that, okay. So also you understand feeling stuck right now? In a way. Because there's a feeling that's almost like I have my feet in the mud. And sorry if this gets personal. This is just how it goes. <laughs> Hit me. I'm up for it. Um, but I feel because like I'm, there's all this stuff happening around me and I feel stuck. So there's almost like this feeling of like, I'm looking for how do I reach out of this? So I know you understand that you're looking at moving. Would that make sense to you? Is like you're considering this? Moving. Well, we, I think about like, buying a house and that kind of stuff way way in the future we d- i did just move here but okay, the, the feeling of like move. being the feeling of like being stuck in terms of like hobbies and career and that kind of stuff i definitely feel but i okay i i really feel like you're gonna move again i feel like you're not gonna settle where you are i feel like at some point and i feel like this is something you're talking about in the future but i do feel it coming up i feel like as though there's going to be more of a finding my place and settling somewhere else is a little bit slower. I feel like this fast paced life for you doesn't work. Do you understand that? Like this is a bit more, much, much for you. I feel like in a way, as far as how you're experiencing all of this, because I do feel like you have these, you do have these big goals, but I don't feel like that's what fulfills you. Do you understand that? Like it's, that's not really what fulfills you. There's other deep seated family things here that I feel you need to work on that are more of the, what you need to focus on that makes you feel safe and makes you feel as though that this is the right move. I don't know. It's like, you're, it feels like you're trying to decide, am I going to do this? Or am I not going to do this? Do you understand? It's like, I don't quite know yet if how I, how much I want to pour myself out into the world to really do this. Um, But let me see. 
you understand because uh, I feel something about as though we're either talking about babies or there's something here about the babies about either do I want to do this or I not want to do this I feel like there's a deep-seated thing here of like I want to do this or I'm supposed to do this but I'm not sure if this is right for me does that make sense to you oh yeah yeah okay because um I definitely know that that's going to be a highlight here within the next few years as far as like what you're deciding on um can i just say all feels, of this is applied yeah. to me too it's Does so it? awesome. <laughs> it's funny um well because i do feel like i'm connecting more with cat but like i feel like with you your stuff is different like i don't know it feels a little bit different more like I don't know. Your stuff is like more like. I only say that because my wife and I are talking about yeah. when we feel comfortable having our next child. Now we have all, we have like a one year old now, so mm -hmm. that just kind of hit home when you said that. So I feel like it's going to take some time. I feel like there's a feeling here of like, do we do it right now or like do we wait five years? Like there's that sort of thing. So it's like I feel like you guys are going to decide. No, I'd rather have some time in between. So. And also for you, see, for you, I feel it's different because it's like, I feel you more in the world. So there's a feeling here of like, I'm going to do this. Like, I know I am. Do you understand that? Like, I know this feeling. And whereas like for Kat, it feels a little bit different, more like I kind of come out and recede. Like, and there's this feeling with you is more like, I'm, that's what I'm doing. And I know it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I feel that with you. There's a little, there's still some, there is some self-confidence stuff here. And there is some like, you understand trying to do stuff where um, you feel like I need, I feel like I'm trying to live up to my, what my dad thinks of me. Like he was the funny one and I'm trying to get, like, I feel there's something like I'm trying to get there. Definitely dad and, issues. Yep. Check. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I feel like this is, this is something you've been already working on. And I feel like though this is, um, you try to take on so much and you you hold up everyone else and you sometimes forget yourself. And so for you, you're learning how to take care of yourself better because it's like, you'll be there for everyone else, but you leave yourself last. And you, you have to learn to like, it's weird because it's almost like I'm seeing you throw a, throw a baseball. Um, and it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's this feeling here of like, it's my time to shine now. Do you understand? It's like, I'm now at this place where it's my time to shine. And um, I feel like you're very heavily supported here, but I also know it causes a lot of conflict. Mm, yeah. All that's so, cool. yeah. yeah. So um, to the point where I'm, it's uncomfortable to look at you as you're saying this, I'm just, I feel like I'm just looking all else around the room. You, you know, you said one thing about um, me, like putting myself out there and then receding. That's like yeah. one, that's like a, a recurring thing that I get told, like, especially on stage too, when we we're on stage for a while for like improv and comedy, that kind of stuff. And the one note I always got is like, you do it and then you just pull back and then you do it and then you pull back. And I just, I feel that a lot with my life. I'm like this week, I'm so confident in myself. And the next week I'm like, oh, my life, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, This is a lot to do with your own acceptance of yourself. So this is a lot to do with, you're still grappling with a lot of that. Um, and so you're still, it's like, you're still learning to really accept you as you and not you as your sister. What I want to say for some reason, I don't know why I want to say that, but I want to say that. Um, and I just know that there's a <laughs> cat nodding vigorously, <laughs> but I just know that, um, you're finding you. And this is what I feel like in this next few years, like it's really what you're doing. And I do see that you're going to gain a lot more confidence through this. 
Um, and I do feel like you're going to be putting yourself out there, but in a different way. Like it's, it's almost like, I don't necessarily see it on stage. I almost feel like it's in a different sort of way in a way that you feel more control over. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So like mm. touring a podcast in 2022. <laughs> it's, it's like, it does feel like it's something to do with your voice or something to do with how you're coming out in the world in that way more than on stage for some reason. Cause I feel like that shakes your confidence so much. Like you'll be like, I did okay. Or, Oh God, I did awful. Like, I don't know. There's like very much like this very push pull back and forth with the confidence with you. Uh, and I know that those are things like that are your, again, you're working on that and learning about self-acceptance, learning about how to really just own who you are and be like, F all of you effers. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. and again, like this has a lot to do with your past and coming to terms with some, yeah, there's a lot of guilt there. And I just feel very much that there's like this sense of like that, none of that was your fault. None of that was your fault. Um, and learning how to just have, I don't know, there's this feeling here I wanna be like, just cry, like just get it out. Like there's like, I hold like, it's almost like you hold it all in and you can hold this in this little container and you're like, I'm strong and I'm not gonna cry and I'm not gonna let this crack me. And I'm just like, no, like just let it out so that it, you can move past it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, we're all meant to cry. We, we're not all strong all the time, we're people. And so this is part of your journey of like learning this aspect of yourself and that you can be vulnerable to people. You know, it's safe. You can be vulnerable to people. You have people in your life now that you're safe with. You didn't before, but now you do. Yeah. Definitely. Ooh. <laughs> we both exhaled at the same time. I know. <laughs> wow. I feel like you described like half of the, uh, well, almost all the comedians I know with the, the put it in the box, <laughs> tuck it away. <laughs> you take all these emotions and just. But yeah, that resonates with me a lot. So, but that was, yeah, that was really cool. Thank you for sharing. Sure. Yeah, I, like, I, do. Yeah. I like that. That was different, I would say, than some of the other, not saying that any of the other experiences we had were better or worse with mediums on the podcast, but mm -hmm. um, that was different and enjoyable. Um, Hold on, just really quick. You have the grandfather in spirit, Noah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, because I just feel, uh, okay. And because there's this feeling here of like wisecracks for some reason, but I feel very much that I, as I feel him, you understand this to be on dad's side? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I know... <laughs> <laughs> so I know that as I feel your grandfather here, I just really want to say, um, wow. Okay. So there's a lot there with this guy. So I know that there's like a lot here between him and your dad. And I feel very much that I have a lot on my chest here with him. So there's like a lot of this feeling of, I didn't express myself while I didn't get it out very well. Would that make sense to you? Yes, for sure. Between the two of them, I mm -hmm. was not fortunate enough to get to know him, but yes, all that, all those boxes sound yeah. like they're checked. And he was a big man. Do you understand that? You have this awareness. He was, it feels like he's a very big man. And I feel, you understand that he would have passed from something to do with his chest, like in the heart. Cause he I, yeah. Because yeah, you understand I'm also having a stroke or something, because I feel like I'm, I'm going through my arm as well. Like I almost feel like I'm totally going on with my arm. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I know he had a heart condition, but it, it could have been a stroke that he passed from. I'm not. Okay. Um, I just know there's, I really want to just say, I know I'm not moving into like a full, full reading, but I know that I really want to say that I feel very proud of my boys. Is what I want to say. I feel very proud of my boys. I know that they, a feeling here, I had to work, they had to work past a lot of stuff because of me. Um, and I was a tough um, mother ever. I know that there's, 
like, I just know that he makes me aware of like, he was a tough guy and he was not particularly easy to always have around. Uh, but I know that he makes me aware that I feel very proud of them for getting through it. I just feel like there's a sense here of getting through it. And I know there's some healing here that still needs to take place. Um, I know that also your dad has tried very hard with you. You know that, you understand that he has tried very, very hard with you. Um, and I know that he's also not easy at the mm. same time. So I know that um, your grandfather, you understand there's being a G, a G name. Like I almost want to go GL for some reason. What do you, uh, like his, the person's name would have a G and an L in it. Is that what you, I don't know. It's like, he's giving me almost like initials. Like there's a G and an L and an M. I don't know why these, I don't know what that means. I just know he's giving me these initials. And I feel like I also need to go to, you understand September being significant with, with, I want to say with him. I'm not sure. Um, I'm also have baby brains, so I could. Okay. It's... Well, sometimes they give information <laughs> you can verify outside of the mm -hmm. time we're actually doing a reading. That can just be another. Um, oh, there's like a Len or a Larry or a um, a name um, like this that's coming up too. Well, yeah, you almost said my mom's name there. So without going okay. into too much detail. Yeah. Sometimes it's, a, it's like sometimes it's like you get this flash of like this name but it's not always quite exactly that it's like mm -hmm. just like it sounds like it it's like not quite sometimes it's exactly it and sometimes it's not exactly it but I know that there's um there's a celebration here coming up like I feel very much like I need to talk about a celebration and I feel almost like this is an anniversary so or a birthday so I know there's a celebration here that I feel like I want to just give my love give my gratitude also um and to like say enjoy this there's a yeah, feeling here like enjoy this birthday is coming out his, his one first uh, birthday is coming up okay so that would make sense of why he's like enjoy this you yeah. know what i mean like enjoy this. so uh and he's giving me really big chills so i just know i want to like there's this feeling of like i have like these very like i'm just covering everybody in like this really big hug and this warmth from him because inside of him he actually had this very good heart but he had a really hard time expressing it he just had this very hard time of you know being a man at that time was different you know and so there was very much a sense of I have to be this certain way. Um, and so I feel like that really played a part on how he acted. Um, but I know that your dad will understand this. And I just want to just give, give my apologies to him also. So like, I really want to just, how it hurts my chest. So I definitely know that he has the heart thing happen. Uh, and I know that, um, yeah, just if you could, I don't know how your dad feels about any of this. And obviously you don't have to do that, but there's this feeling here of like, I want to give my apology and I just want to say, I love you. Um, no matter what happened, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway. <laughs> no, thank you. That's, uh, it, it's odd because um, you're not the first medium to bring up grandfather with me, which is interesting because I didn't, he passed before uh, I had an opportunity to get to know him, but it's just, it's, that's interesting to me. Yeah. He knows you. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter if you knew them or not in life, they know you. And even sure. still, there could be a connection before that. Right. So, um, yeah, because they're always paying attention to our lives. You know what I mean? Like they know what's going on. They're paying attention. Um, and also time is very different on the other side. They don't have linear time the way we have here. So, to us, you know, if you ever moved into that sort of awareness, that flow state where there's like all of a sudden four hours passes and you're like, holy crap, how did that happen? It feels like mm -hmm. a half an hour. That's kind of like what it's like on the other side. So um, it's just very different. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Making me 
Miss all my people. That was cool. We've also gotten the month September before. Yeah, oh, really. We have. Yeah, that's true. I'd have to really think. I'm I'm awful with dates and stuff. Uh, well, Megan, before we get you out of here, I would love if we could promote all the things you have to promote. So if you can uh, sure. let us know all your socials, how people can get in contact with you yes. in case they would also like to have a reading. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, well, on TikTok, I'm I'm at Megan Alisa Medium. On my website, it's MeganAlisaMedium.com. On Instagram, it's She's Got a Rebel Heart because that came to me before I started doing this, and I still love that name. <laughs> so, um, also, I'm going to be doing a mediumship demonstration online with another medium, Alan Wellman, and that's coming up on the 20th of this month in February. So. Basically, people can get a ticket to that, and we will connect in with whoever comes forward, and we give we um, make the connection to those people, um, and then we give the messages. So we go through as many as we can in the time we have to uh, do that. It's also a good way to see someone work and just to kind of, if you're curious about this kind of stuff, and uh, besides getting, potentially having your own messages uh, for you. Um, also, I'm teaching a six-week um, course with my mentor, um, Media Michael Mayo, and we are going to be doing that starting March the 6th. So for six weeks, it's for beginner, beginning to intermediate medium. So anybody that's curious about this, that maybe feels like a, a tug to start to see, oh, what could potentially happen uh, to know if there's mediumist capabilities there um, and it's going to be a, a strong foundations class so um, we're going to be covering things like ethics when it comes to mediumship uh, you know obviously the mechanics of mediumship how that all works um, and a lot of those sort of topics which are really important obviously <laughs> so those are all things that you can find on my website uh, to I, sign up for I did have another question for you before we yeah. get you out of here and this is something I bring up on the podcast from time to time, usually just to freak cat out. But I am curious if we did a seance once, one, is that really something that can happen? Like, would it be worth our time to do one and record it? Like once it's safe in the pandemic Two, if it is, what kind of individual should we seek out to host something like that? So where it is done in a safe way. Sure. Okay. So seance literally just means contacting spirit. So okay. literally I just did a seance technically. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, but wow. having like a, so we're talking more about a spiritualist sort yeah. of seance, you know, where you're sitting, having that. So you would want to have a well-trained medium that's not fear-based, isn't going to go crazy with their imagination, with nonsense. Obviously somebody that has integrity, um, that understands this very much. And that would be honest if there was like, they hit the table, you know what I mean? Or like right. that sort of thing. Like that's so, so important. Um, so you could sit with like a, a Ouija board and see if there's communication. You could do EVP sessions. You could try a spirit box session. You can try all those things. Now there's no guarantee that you will have communi clear communication the first time around. Uh, sometimes you have to build the energy and sometimes it takes several times. So it just depends, but to do something safely, you know, again, I don't believe that there's anything scary or negative in the spirit world. But how I always open communications, typically when I'm working in that manner, would be to say some sort of prayer to connect purposely, you know what I mean? To connect with intention. So I might say something like, 
uh, you know, great spirit. We just ask that our loved ones in spirit and our guides come forward to connect with us. Um, and you want to stay in the vibration of love because the vibration of love is how you connect properly. Um, don't have any fear doing it because that's when our minds love to come in and shape things and, you know, bring scary situations. Um, if you're looking for something scary, you'll probably find it for that reason. Um, but if just I'm know looking that, for it, can yeah. it find cat or will it find um, me? Cool. <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, there's, there's things that might spook you because you might actually have communication or you might have a tap in the room, you might have things that happen, but just know that that's the possibility. And it doesn't mean it's negative or scary. If you have it, it's just a form of communication. Okay. Well, I appreciate you going through that uh, for me because yeah. it is something, I mean, unfortunately I do think it's going to take a little longer than I originally thought for the pandemic to kind of work its way through where we can do stuff like that, but it is something that we'll be able to do at some point. So I, I'm always kind of curious logistically how that would work. And last, last thing, cause you've been very gracious with your time. <laughs> when you, you said a knock or something sure. like that, that reminded me, yeah. we've had this little series of things happening. Now I don't think it's happened too, too recent, but we're in JJ and Kat's home. Um, there's like a noise, like a, a ghost noise that appears on our podcast, sometimes like a whispery kind of thing, which is odd, but you know, we zoom and mics and so things happen. But there was one time where Kat and JJ both heard the noise kind of almost in between them in the room. Um, and then when we went back and editing, it was clear as day, it was right there. And this was after someone was like, oh, there's an old lady standing behind you, like this whole exactly. time. We were like, what? Uh -huh. oh, AJ and I have not really experienced. Is that a thing or are yeah. we just all crazy? Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. <laughs> because spirits are opportunists. And if you're talking about spirits and you're talking about that, you're drawing them near. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about the spirit world. You know, we're obviously wanting interaction in some way, right? So absolutely they can come through like that. Through It's, the same, it's basically what's happening as an EVP. So you're picking up on some sort of electrical phenomenon that's coming through their voice, you know, that they're able to put through um, that we can't maybe hear audibly, uh, but they can do it like that. So the first time I yeah. heard it, it, like, cause I do our editing. So I heard it in editing and it, it, it sent such a chill through my body that, um, I have like noise canceling headphones I use when I edit that I, I threw the headphones onto the table. Like I just, it, it was just like an instant thoughtless reaction. I just pulled, I mean, it's strange, but then there's that part of me where like, oh, it's just us breathing. You know, there's some kind of thing that happens, but we keep having fans email us or Instagram us saying like, Hey, did you hear on episode, da, 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 you know, minute seven da, 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 to the point where now, like I'm, I'm not as good about going back and even checking to hear it because I, I don't know if I want to necessarily go back and, and hear it again, <laughs> unless it's great audio to pull, you know, for the right. podcast. Right. Well, I will say sometimes people hear things that aren't there. <laughs> yeah. So that does happen, but when it's very clear, you know, and you know that it wasn't you guys speaking at that time and all of that, that it definitely could be spirit. I again, I would say, don't be afraid of it. Just know that they're there to kind of be like, yeah, you guys are talking about spirits. Here I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, it's not, it's just know that I feel like that's part of this experience for you all to help you also, cause you're looking for evidence, right? That's yeah. literally what you're like doing. Um, so they're like, here's some evidence for you. <laughs> 
Awesome. You know, wow. so they're working with you um, because they because I do feel a genuine curiosity, a genuine wanting to know yeah. um, from both of you. Um, and I do feel like you're going to continue to have those sort of experiences to help, you know, instead of just be like, I don't know, you know. But again, that's why like the personal experiences, that's really where it's at when it comes to any of this stuff, because those are hard to um, deny and those are hard to. Like no one else can take those from you. You know what I mean? No matter what someone says, your personal experiences are your personal experiences. For sure. For sure. Well, Megan, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. This has been a highlight of a podcast um, for myself and I can't wait to actually just go back and edit it to get to hear it again for myself. So we appreciate it. Um, We try to bring guests back in unique and fun ways when we can. So hopefully this isn't the last time we talk to you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was honestly uh, really lovely. It was nice to connect with both of you. I really like both of you. Um, And I would love to come back at some point for something you guys decide would work for me. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You have a good rest of the night. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Man, that, um, you know, it was interesting before we brought her on because she had given so much feedback on Instagram. I was like, this may only be a 30 minute conversation um, because she was kind of like, I don't talk about this. I don't really, you know, like she basically said, oh. I'm not going to come on and say like, I saw this ghost in this corner of my house. You know, she's not that kind of guest and she wanted me to know that. So like, I wasn't really sure what to expect once we started diving in, but you can tell that she is experienced because that hour flew by. For me, I, I, you know, I assume it, it really you. did. Um, I'm just now catching up on her. Yeah, the things. Yeah, you could tell. Uh, I mean, like, I love and adore everyone that's come on so far to give us readings. You can tell that uh, Megan has really put in the work, and yeah, it was different. If anyone was to really convince me of that, she, I mean, she kind of just nailed me on the head with everything. I was like, uh, it was weird. Right. It almost made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. She went on and on about my family. And I was like, she's about to just like, tell me everything that I'm insecure about and why stuff she said about your dad and your grandpa. hundred percent true. That's crazy. She was, I mean, like I was over here, like staring at a picture of my grandma being like, please come through. But I'm really happy that that went, that was really cool. Well, kudos to you because you always have the gumption to, get us to that point with the mediums i'm always like i don't know how to do that so i'm so glad you're comfortable i just like i could tell she was the kind of woman who easily could have been like no yeah but i was like i always phrase it like do you feel anything for us and you do a great job expect her to be like well psychic wise i do yeah that was that was really cool i mean i even enjoyed the the non-reading part of that just approaching it not necessarily like we were believers but more just like you know, we're very curious because we haven't really had somebody come on and say, I'm a person of authority on this part of the supernatural world and present themselves in a way where it made me want to ask them as if they were a person of authority. Like I just felt really comfortable asking her those questions. Like I was going to get realistic answers, you know? Right. And we did on most, on, on all of them. And she's right. America or USA just doesn't have I guild. think what I mean is like, right, the guild, but that just goes to show that so many other countries, just specifically Europe, Asia, just every, I know they've been like, around a lot longer too. Yeah. Right. They've been a lo- around forever and they have really 
had time to dive in and take this stuff seriously, like where we came from and how the earth was created and energy and all this kind of stuff. USA is still so young and naive and surface level. Obviously we're going through so many issues. Well, I also feel like in the U S people are obviously like pretty religious, maybe not quite as much as they used to, but like still pretty religious. And for some reason, it feels like if I'm going to believe in mediumships, that it's an affront to religion, which is kind of weird because I feel like those two things kind of share space in the same home to some degree. Yeah, the Bible talks about mediums constantly. Right. Like, and it's so crazy that it's such an opposite viewpoint, yeah. you know? But our country was really founded on extreme, like, white Christian or Catholic yeah. or whatever it may be from you know, Europe on, on those, uh, on those values and stuff. So it's, we're still obviously seeing how crazy that made us. And if you go back hundreds of years, you see like Kings and Queens that owned or were president or in charge of the entire religious foundation and they, whatever they said goes. So they literally, they literally could change things like you know, you like the divorce laws in religion and that kind of stuff. They right. put that into the Bible and into the context that they wanted it for their own power. And I'm like, now we're, we have like millions and millions of people. And people still, I mean, we're getting sidetracked from ghost stuff, but yeah, sorry. I will just, no, no, I will just say like, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I know people who, you know, maybe going like through divorce stuff now. And it's, it's interesting that even like strong independent people get some of that, whatever it is, like you were talking about that maybe it's in the Bible or societal where they want that they, they have such a hard time doing what is right for them. And they know in their heart is right because of how everyone else is going to view it. You know? And because they, they think they have to uphold this certain expectation based on this literature that's been translated over and over and over and over and over to the point where like we barely have access to the original teachings of it and then it trickles down into their family relationships their own relationships their value how they treat other people how they treat themselves and it's just like i've lived for years and all this kind of religious guilt and it's so hard to come out of like and i think it you know and i i loved you know, how I was raised and my parents and I'm grateful for everything I've learned and gone through and yada, yada. But a lot of people just live, you know, kind of masked that way their whole lives. And for sure. No, same way. I mean, those I'm, people are horrible, but some are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm from the deep South. Same, same stuff. It's, um, it's anyway. something that, that definitely can put its imprint on you. And depending on how you live your life, it's, it's right. it can be an internal kind of struggle for a long, yeah. long time. But and I know, and I know that, sorry, now I'm going, I'm not sorry. Do you hear me doing this? I do. Um, okay, here we go. So I know that was another episode with the medium, which, which is not consistent with ghost stories and hearing about people's hauntings, but it's still really interesting to us. And hopefully to you guys who are listening, just to kind of see a deeper side of it and how people kind of come about these spirits and these ghosts. So I hope you were able to take something from this or, or, you know, and maybe that inspires you to live your life differently or, or have a more positive outlook on life. But if you have any questions or need to reach out to anyone, we're here for you. And uh, 
we're going to yeah. turn into that. Yeah. Kind of and let us, let us know if you've reached out to a medium or even one of the mediums we've had on the podcast and you, and you don't have to tell us, you know, specifically what they said to you, but we're, we always love to hear like, oh, I had a great experience. I didn't have a great experience, you know, cause, cause we want to know what's going on with mm-hmm. mediums. And I think for us as, as skeptics, it's very fascinating to talk to somebody that plants their flag in the ground that the supernatural is 100% real, you know, and and they say it with confidence to the point where they make a living off of it, which is just, you know, that's, um, fascinating. When uh, When she talked about the spirit world, I only thought of Avatar, the last airbender. And I only hope and wish that that's what the spirit world is like because it's beautiful. And with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. Ooh. <laughs> I'm JJ. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shamblers still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.